all of you are having a better week than I had. But God has been good and brought me through one of the hardest weeks of my life. So um, let's be grateful and thank him. My topic this morning is on the power of speech and choose how we need to choose our words carefully. We also need to learn that because of who we are and whose we are, we need to learn to encourage ourselves to be able to use our words carefully and properly. I have something here that uh, my sister shared with me and I'd like to share with you. If we say to ourselves each morning, I am blessed, I am strong, I am talented, I am wise, I am disciplined, I'm focused, I'm prosperous, I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise in Jesus. If we would learn to say that to ourselves every morning, that's, an, that's ourselves encouraging ourselves so that we can encourage others. I can't encourage you if I'm so down myself. So, and my mom taught me charity begins at home and spreads abroad. That means I have to encourage me. I have to tell me. I have to remind me whose I am. I belong to the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm not to walk around with my head down. I'm not to walk around pitying myself. But I am to encourage myself so that I can be able to encourage you. I can't help you if I'm down. So that's just a, a, a bit that I wanted to share with us this morning. Um, my scriptures this morning are Proverbs 18, 21, Proverbs 19, 4 through 7, and Ephesians 4, 23 through 29. And Proverbs 18, 21 reads, Death and life and the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 19, 4 through 7. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives grief, gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. To me, what this is saying, especially in Proverbs 18.21, death and life is in the power of the tongue. How often do we speak to someone, how often does someone speak to us, rather, and we don't like what they said? How are we going to return that? Because we are children of God, we have to learn how to choose our words and not retaliate, but still encourage that person that spoke to us harshly or that person that lied on us or that, you know, because... It's not up to us, it's up to God. And if we choose our words correctly and we speak, we have the power of speech from God. He's already given us that. 
We just have to learn how to use it. And the way to use it is not by turning around because that person slandered you, turn around and slandering that person. That means that you're not, you're no better than they are. God has given us the power of speech where we can speak to that person kindly, speak of that person kindly. And if we can't, then we need to stop and go to God in prayer and ask him to give us what we need in order to be able to use the power of speech correctly that he has given us. And then in Proverbs 19, better is the fool who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. A false witness will not go unpunished. We're saying that we're children of God. We're saying that we're following the word of God. We're saying that we want to do the will of God. But are we living that? If you're not living it, it's not going to be easy for you to control the way you talk, the way you speak to others. We have to be able to understand how to speak to others because, like I said, God has given us the power of speech because we are his. Who are we serving? Are we serving God or are we serving man? If we're serving God, then we need to be able to humble ourselves in the, in the sight of the Lord and allow him to lift us up when someone is trying to put us down. And if we do that, then we will be able to speak to someone else, even though that person puts you down, because you allow God to humble you and lift you up, you will be able to speak to that person, and then you will be able to lead that person to God. And eventually that person will be able to see the benefits of being a Christian and walking in the will and the way of God. And then we have Ephesians 4, 23 to 29. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, for it is good that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for a necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. What this is telling us is we need to learn how to continue to edify each other. I need to be able to encourage you in every way that I can. I need to learn not to lie. That even though everywhere you look, there are a lot of places you see in the Bible where the word of God tells you not to lie. And God says in his word, a liar cannot tear in his sight. But he's given you the power of speech, so you don't need to lie because you have God in you. There's no need for lies. Always tell the truth. Always speak kindly of others. And are we misusing our words? We need to question ourselves. We need to ask ourselves this. Before we step out of our house in the morning, God, allow me to let
let you take control so that I don't misuse my words, so that I am available to say what I need to say. Our words do more than convey information. They have an impact on people. It tells us, the, the word of God tells us that life and death, again, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And in other words, the things we say can stir up hatred and violence as well as trouble, in, not just in our spirit, but in others. And we don't want to injure someone else, not even with our words. So we really have to learn how to guard our tongues and to be sure not to cause hurt to others. We should fill our vocabulary with words of encouragement. Words to build someone up, not to tear them down, not to criticize. By following Jesus' example, our words can build us and give us life and help us to encourage others. God's word is an awesome gift that he has given us. The word of God is a gift that God has given us. And as I said, the word of God. So... Right there we have means to keep our words like they should be by following the word of God. We should learn from this gift that God has given us to not be filled with hate but love, not bitterness but blessings, not complaining but complimenting, not lusting but loving, not victory but defeat. We need to use our words as tools to build, not destroy. To lift up, not press down, not to suppress. We should not misuse our wonderful words that God has given us the power of speech to use. We have to understand that no matter what we say, it has to be an encouraging, especially when you're talking to someone. It's, you, you never know, you may meet someone that's not a Christian, and they may say something ugly to you, but your words of encouragement could cause them to want to know, why did that person speak so nice to me when I was so ugly to that person? Because I am a child of God, and I want you to learn how to love and be loved by God. The words we choose are so important because we're going to have to give an account of everything we say to the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 12, 36 through 37 says, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So do we want to be condemned by God? Do we want to do we want to make it to judgment day and the Lord says, mm, "Depart from me, I know you're not." Because of what came out of our mouths, when we can control that, God has given us the ability to control that. He's given us his word to learn how to use our words so we don't have to worry about that. So do we want to make that mistake and and, and don't do as God wanted us to do? And get to judgment day, and it's like, I'm sorry. See you later. No, we don't want to do that. 
We want to get to Judgment Day and be able to shout, to be able to praise God and thank him for welcoming us in. And you put in a lot of work as a Christian and then tear it down by what comes out of your mouth. The power of speech. The power of speech is it can encourage or condemn. Uh, in Ephesians 4.29, it tells us that no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Let's be sure not to use vulgar humor, dirty jokes, foul language, because there's no place for it in a Christian's life. We have to be sure that we walk the walk that we're talking. Yes, I'm talking about the power of speech, but you also have to live what you're speaking, or else your speaking doesn't do any good. Because if I'm standing here telling you, praise God, worship God, don't do this, don't do that, and I walk out that door, and you see me over here at Stater Brothers, and I have vulgar language, you're like, that lady just told me, no, it shouldn't be that way. No matter where you see me, you should see me as I am now, walking in the will of the Lord trying to do God's will. But one thing for sure, if you do see me and I'm not doing what you think, don't hesitate to come to me and tell me. Don't hesitate to come to me and say. And that's another thing. We have to humble ourselves and allow people to. We may, yeah, I may falter. But that's what I have brothers and sisters in Christ for, to love me enough, to encourage me. Uh, sister, I don't think you should be doing that. But there again, we have to be careful how we use our words when we're trying to tell someone that they shouldn't be doing what they are doing. The power of speech can be very, very helpful in our lives. Another thing in Colossians 3, 16, it says that the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Let your speech always be with grace. Let it be seasoned with salt. There is a scripture that says we are the salt of the earth. Let your words come out seasoned with salt. That you may know how you are to answer one know how we should answer one another. If Sister Benita says something to me that makes me angry, then I need to walk away until I can contain that anger. Even though she's my child and she's a busy one sometimes. <laughs> I, st I still have to walk away. She'll tell you. <laughs> Mother has to walk away sometimes. But that's human nature. So we have to learn to control that human nature so that the power of speech that God has given us, we don't overrule it. We don't mess it up. We don't turn it into something that it's not supposed to be. Learn to walk away from it if you can't say something right. Learn to say, okay, God, I need you right now. 
Help me through this, God. Show me what to say. Tell me what to do. And he'll do it. Believe me, I know. God has changed, has, I mean, has trained a temper. I used to have a very vicious and violent temper. And I've had people walk up to me now and say, are you the same person? No, and I'm glad I'm not. So I, I used to be a very thin person, and they would call me, they said I had the banny hand syndrome. Where the, the band, no, the banny rooster syndrome, where the little roosters are, want to show you how much, how, mm, how vicious they are. That's what they used to say about me. But I prayed and I thank God they don't say that about me anymore. And that's because I had to humble myself in the sight of the Lord. I had to allow God to change me. I had to allow God to remove all that stuff from me. There's no need for it. So, and I know that if, he could, if God can change me, he can change anybody. You just have to allow him to. You just have to allow him to change you. Because I am here to say, when pastor asked me to do this, I was like, okay, pastor. I am one that God has changed their speech. <laughs> Tremendously done. I work in changing the way that I talk and the way that I speak to people. Because I used to have a chip on my shoulder. That chip's gone. God knocked it off. And I thank him for that. Because I used to walk around with a chip, not on one shoulder, on both of them. And would dare you to knock it off. But God came into my life, and I am so grateful that he did. Because I was headed down a path that nobody wants to go down. And I did not realize it. And that's what I'm trying to get you to understand, too. You may not even realize it. But just keep asking God to show you. Just keep asking him. And I just kept praying and, and asking, telling God that I wanted to be more of what he wanted me to be. I want to walk in your footsteps. I want to tread lightly in this other, and I want to go boldly after you. And that's when I learned the power of speech is something else. When it's the one that God has given you, the power of speech that you use on your own, it's not so good and so great and so grand. But the power of speech that God gives you is awesome because you want to encourage people. You want to let them know that I love you. You want to say that, oh, please, let me help you when you need help. Let me give to the needy. Let me give to the poor. You want to do all of these things when God gives you that power of speech because you want to speak it into existence. And through God you can, but not through yourself. In order to follow Jesus, we have examples that we have to about our speaking. Know who we are in Christ. Stop condemning ourselves. That's a very important thing. A lot of times we fall back into something and we're like, I'm not worthy. So here I am not even using it for myself. So how can I use the power of speech for someone else? when I'm tearing myself down. So if I'm tearing me down, then I have nothing good to say to anybody else. So we have to learn not to condemn ourselves. We have to know that we are unconditionally loved by God. Therefore, because we are unconditionally loved by God, we can unconditionally love everyone else. 
so that when we speak to someone, we're doing it in the right way. We're speaking as God wants us to. We have to know that God's grace is sufficient and we need to accept it. Once we accept the grace of God and learn about the grace of God, we can spread that grace to others in what we say, but also in what we do. We can show others by what we say. We are blessed to be blessed. It is a blessing that God has blessed us. We have to learn to understand that. Because I'm so blessed, then I need to spread that blessing. I can't do it if I don't have the right power of speech. I have to be able to open my mouth and encourage others. Again, not tear them down, but build them up. And no matter what anyone says to you, when you're building them up, you just keep on doing it. Because God, that's, that's what God did for us. He doesn't stop, even when we falter, even when we trip, even when we slip. We all are sinners and come short of the glory of God. But he has never stopped loving us. He has never stopped forgiving us. He said he would never leave nor forsake us. We have to learn to be that way with our fellow man. And we have to learn to be able to speak positively by using the power of speech that God has given us. We must embrace the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to minister to our heart and to our mind and to help us to speak boldly and correctly. We must go out and spread God's word. We can't spread God's word if we're not using our words correctly because it's going to backfire. When you start saying, I'm going to spread God's word and you're a liar, you're a thief, and you're not doing, you're not encouraging others, it's going to come back and bite you. You're not going to like it. But God has given us an opportunity to spread his word, to know his word, to love his word, and to love his people. He's given us an opportunity to take the power of speech and encourage one another. Encourage yourself, but encourage one another. There's nothing more important than following the will of the Lord. He wants us to remember that when we speak to someone, we have to remember that we are speaking for him. He has given us the power of speech. So if I'm trying to say something to somebody else, the words that are coming out of my mouth, they were given to me by God. So I have to use them correctly because actually I'm actually speaking for God. God speaks through us because we are filled with him. Our daily prayer should be for God to come into us, breathe a fresh breath into us, so that when we speak, we will speak how he wants us to use the power of speech that he has filled us with. We need to know that without God, we are nothing. But with him, we are everything that he wants us to be. And we need to be able to have not just a contentment in God, but want to flourish in him. And the way we flourish in God 
is by using the power of speech that he has given us. We have to trust and believe that we're going to do the right thing. And in order to do that is by prayer and supplication, daily prayer, continuous prayer, by loving each other just like God loves us, by not failing to encourage one another. You may not even know that this person needs encouragement, but do it anyway. A smile can encourage, but the power of speech can really encourage someone when they really need it. I praise and thank God that, that he has given me a word to give to you this morning. And I, in my, wrap, in my uh, wrapping up, I want us to take a moment and just sit silently and ask God to bridle our tongues and en encourage us to use the power of speech the way he wants us to. So let's just take a few minutes for that. <laughs> 